Hello everybody, welcome back to the podcast and to the YouTube channel for those of you that are watching and hit the subscribe button and that way you can see what it is that I'm showing you visually. Uh, what I have to share today is just a few moves that you're able to make for a lot of the, for a lot of us during this coronavirus period, the stay at home order. Uh, over 30, uh, over 30 million people now. It's tough to even say. Over 30 million people have uh, filed for unemployment benefits uh, because the uh, the job, the economy isn't flowing the way in which it can sustain those people to continue to have their jobs. So a lot of us lost our jobs and some of us who are working are in fear of losing our jobs so i did want to share uh, some different financial moves you can make uh, hopefully ease a lot of the pressure depending on the income that comes in whether it stays level or whether it drops or it's cut in half or down to just receiving unemployment benefits you want to make sure you have done these 10 things to alleviate a lot of the pressure and continue to have somewhat of a normalcy within your household. So I broke this down a little bit. I just want to read them to you and, you know, get a little bit in depth on each one of those moves. So the first one I want to share with you is what we always do it here, here at Wilson Financial with anyone that we work with, anyone that comes and asks us for advice, we tell them to survey your spending. Pay attention to your budget. Look at your statements, know where the money is going and who it's going to. One of the great tools that we like to use besides creating our own individual budget is for the client to pay attention and pay attention to how their money is being spent in specific categories. And Mint is a great tool, digital service to use. It breaks it down right there for you. Because uh, our budget, we leave you with what's left. But then what's left, where is that money actually going? Mint will break it down easily for you. Break it down from food, rent, utilities, expenses, shopping, uh, car washes, gas, everything. However you want to break it down, you can choose to break it down for you that way. So looking at that, you'll discover what it is that your discretionary spending uh, is going. Where it's going, where you can cut it to bulk up that savings to bulk up that checking account. Number two, you want to negotiate with your lenders. So if you own a home, you want to negotiate. You want to look at a refinance. You want to lower that mortgage uh, that you have to pay. You want to negotiate with everyone else as well because during this time, each lender, each company knows that a lot of people's jobs are at risk which means the loans that they've extended to those individuals are at risk of defaulting. So they don't want that. They want to get as much money as they can uh, on, the, on the return as far as paying those back. So you want to make sure that you negotiate a reasonable price, uh, some type of uh, arrangement as you can defer some of these loans. Uh, defer some of these payments, rather, excuse me, not loans. Defer some of these payments for a few months or whatever it is you're able to do with your car or with your mortgage. You want to make sure you call them up and see if you can get things modified. Uh, you can do the same thing with your cable, your phone bill, your internet. Do it with anyone in which you're paying bills for and just inquire on what it is that they're able to do for you. Also, utilities as well. Make sure I name that. So pay attention to that. That was number two. So number three, 
pause retirement contributions. So that is a very tricky, it's a very tough one. It is uh, based on your perspective, uh, what your long-term goals are, but that is one thing to go ahead and, and to pay attention and to look at because that is money that comes out of your check, gets put aside into your 401k, so all you're getting is the net pay at the end. But if you pay attention to your pay stub, you will see based upon the percentage of which you've chose and how you've allocated it or spoken to your financial advisor, that could be anywhere between, you know, if you're doing 5%, it could be like $100 up to $500. And that is money that you could see in your account rather than in your retirement. You want to make sure that you're putting yourself in the position as to where you can afford the bills that you're responsible for. And that's kind of funny to think about. Afford, not pay my bills, but afford my bills. So you don't, you want to make sure you can afford them because you don't know if you're going to continue working. And for a lot of people who have lost their jobs waiting for or have received that unemployment income to come in, is it going to match what it is I'm responsible for? So you want to make sure you get rid of those retirement contributions. You want to do those negotiations with all of those uh, bill collectors or people we have to pay. Uh, our uh, utility, our phone, our internet, our car notes, our mortgage, our insurance. You want to have those conversations with every single body to see what it is they're offering for you. Number four. You want to reconsider your tax withholdings. So you want to take a look at those. Uh, I know a lot of our hours have been reduced, um, if not eliminated altogether, but you want, if you are working, you want to re take a look at reducing your tax withholdings or just going exempt for a time period. But you have to be methodical if you choose to do the exempt portion. You want to make sure you speak with your tax advisor to see what is the longest period that you can go exempt and it won't have a negative impact on you maximizing uh, your tax return or minimizing your tax uh, liability. Modify your insurance. You want to take a look at modifying your health insurance. So you may qualify for credits on your health care exchange uh, to help you purchase insurance through the healthcare.gov site or individual uh, state exchanges. So you might have access to the Medicaid options in your state as well. Uh, so sometimes you wanna pay attention to those based upon your income, whether or not you'll qualify for that. You may be able to modify the insurance that you pay out of pocket for. Number six, you wanna pause those college savings plans uh, temporarily for now. Uh, parents often uh, make their children's education a huge priority uh, for them or more of a priority than retirement. So you want to take a look at pausing those uh, right now temporarily for a lot of us that are still working because that is extra money you can see in your pocket that you'll be able to use for emergencies. Number seven, you got to get the kids on board. You got to get them on board and explaining to them the times that we're in and how certain things may not happen this time around. Oh, the summer's almost here. Spring break has passed. 
we didn't get to do this. Well, well, when summer comes, we can go to summer camp, we can go swimming, we can do all of these things, but depending on your area, you may not be able to. So explain that to the kids at the summer camp, the vacations, the, the AAU basketball, all of these things may not be happening. So we have to cut back on those and find other creative ways to spend, uh, spend time with your kids, whether it be paint the driveway, paint the house, uh, play hopscotch, uh, play different board games within the house, you know, just arts and crafts, do it yourself uh, activities. So be creative, make sure you get the kids involved. It's always best to communicate with them so they know what's going on and why things are happening the way they are. Number eight, if you have it, go ahead and tap into that emergency fund. Uh, you've been saving it up for a specific purpose, but um, now you're here. You're not working. You're not getting as much income. You don't know how long your income is going to last, what you are saving it for. It may have been specifically for a house, maybe specifically for that dream car. Right now, being comfortable, being at peace is more important than what could possibly come later on in life. So tap into the emergency fund. It's now a rainy day fund and now it's become an emergency fund and use that in, use that extra money to be putting aside because you were, though you weren't planning for this, you are planning for something. But the unexpected has come and now you have a stockpile, a pot, a pot of money that you can pull from to help you get going along the way, help you continue moving forward. So use, use those funds, but also create a plan to get back to that balance, get back on track to that goal once we come up out of this together. Number nine, you wanna consolidate, negotiate with your credit card companies that you uh, have debts on. You wanna to talk to them, see what it is that they're, what they're able to do for you, if they can do a rate adjustment, are they offering any, you don't pay this month or for these two months, if you have a higher balance, will they lower the interest rate for you? Will they will they give you a greater uh, credit limit because you need it? Uh, all of those different different variables, you want to make sure you have the conversation with them. So for whatever it is that you need, see what they have to say. And the last one, number ten, which is a big one: stop paying your mortgage. So the worst of worst of times have come. You're, you don't want to lose your home. You don't want to do, put your family out. You don't want to be in a situation as to where you're, you're facing imminent homelessness. So once you go ahead and call them, call your lender, see what it is they can do for you. Let them know that you don't know if you're going to get your job back. They're looking for another job, but there are certain companies that are still hiring right now just to have some income in the household and see, see about the deferment program. See about their, well, not deferment, see about their forbearance, rather, excuse me, their forbearance program. See how it is when you don't pay for three months or you don't pay for a year or six months, how that affects your overall loan. Is it going to be a balloon payment? Is it, is it wise to keep paying the interest at least? Or in reverse, keep paying the principal only and pay the interest at the end of the term of the loan. 
all of those different variables, you want to get a full understanding so you make sure you are in constant contact with your home lending uh, company uh, to make sure you make the best move moving forward. So I hope these 10 financial moves uh, put you at ease. They put you in a mind frame as to where you are able to do something rather than just sitting back and just like, oh, how am I going to pay this? How am I going to pay that? Get active. A lot of us are at home, so you're at home to call these people, email these people, chat with them via their website, if they have those uh, options as well, and just see what it is that you can do. Put it out on paper, budget that all out. Every time you get a win, check it off and see, okay, this is how much I have guaranteed. This is how much that's going out. This is how much I still have left. That is the goal, to have something left uh, to to help with whatever may come up beyond what it is that we're facing now. So thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you for all for watching. Make sure you go ahead and subscribe to the podcast, subscribe to the YouTube channel, turn the notifications on so you're well aware when new content, new content and new information is being shared to overall increase our knowledge in world of finance. Financial literacy is key. It is a priceless information that you can use not only for yourself, but for generations to come. So thank you guys for tuning in.